Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, my guest is from Down Under. If my accent is right, I love, I love Australians. I love listening to them. We will listen to her all day long. Her name is Suzanne Kohlberg. It is very, very early in the morning. She's in the future, everybody. And so I love interviewing people in Australia because we can always see what happens before it really happens, I like to say. But anyway, uh, Suzanne Kohlberg is a coach and author who helps overgivers and people pleasers learn to set boundaries and say no in a way that feels good. Through her signature online program, Why Wait? Suzanne has helped hundreds of women break the cycle of putting themselves last and instead build the confidence to set boundaries. Suzanne is known for her straight talking and her wacky t-shirts. She lives in Sydney, Australia with her husband and two awesome children. Please welcome Suzanne Kohlberg to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. The future's looking good. Okay, good. That's that's all we need to know, right? It's very early there. And I love for the viewers who can't not see uh, or listeners, you have a very bright background. There is a, there is a, there's, so, okay. I ask people, do you know how long a pineapple takes to grow? No. So I have pineapples in my background and my branding, even the shirt I'm wearing today. It's because a pineapple takes, actually have a guess. How long do you reckon a pineapple takes to grow? Ooh, I'm going to say three years. 18 months. So, you know, halfway there. And the reason it's like twice as long as a human baby. And when you really sit and think with that, it's like, that is a lot of time. And the reason I love it is most of us give up too soon. We try something for a couple of weeks or maybe even a couple of months. I'm like, oh, it didn't work. And then we make it mean there's something fundamentally wrong with us. And the thing that we really want isn't meant for us and all these things. And it's like, you're still in the ground. You're still taking those tiny actions. It hasn't come forth yet. So, you know, pineapple's worth waiting for. And so are you. And then the other side of my branding, for anyone listening, I have a parrot. And the reason that's there is when I, I recently rebranded and the lady has been with my business for the full time, actually, she did my original branding. And she's like, I need something that goes with a pineapple. And she's like, parrots are irreverent, mischievous, and unfiltered, just like you. And I was like, yep, put it on there. So no, I'm not a bird person, <laughs> but it was those three things. I was like, hundred percent. I love it. Well, it's funny because I... We have a running joke, me and a couple of my friends about the pineapple and like the undertones of what it means to certain people when they see pineapples or upside down pineapples. The inverted pineapples. Yes. Yeah. You know where I'm going with that. These ones are definitely the right way up. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And my, if my girls are listening and I'm calling out Lee Reckner, um, she, it, every time our group sees one, we just take pictures of it. And it's so funny because it's also welcome, like a welcome thing as well. And so we talked about like the upside down one and then it's just hilarious. So ever since last year, it's just a going. And so I saw it and I was like, hilarious to me. Yeah, no, when I got it done, my clients were like, you do realize, I'm like, yeah, I totally realize. And you will notice they're the right way up, but I get sent reels of cruise ships and stickers and all sorts of stuff. And it's, yeah, I have a sense of humor. I love it. But it's the same as my son. His name's Casimir, which I love. 
And obviously I wouldn't have named him that. Yeah. And then my <laughs> sister sent me like the day after he was born in in Poland, where it's a common name. Um, I don't know if you guys have over there Barney the dinosaur, you know, the big oh, purple yeah. dinosaur. Oh, well, yeah, it was Barney. basically like that, except orange. And it was called Casimir. And she's like, do you know what you've named your kid? And I was like, well, good thing I don't live in Poland then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, we do have Barney. We do have yeah, Barney. So it's like that, except orange, and it's called Casimir. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, my God. You know, you know names are so um, just so individual. And so I've learned that you just, not my kid not my problem. So whatever you want to name your kid, great. Good for you. It probably means something to you. Uh, I might not like it, but it's not really my problem. Or It's the same with all sorts of words. They have meaning for an individual or meaning within a culture. If you're not within that culture, then um, do you want to get hung up on that? Because yeah, naming drama, I'm the youngest of four and I ended up with the name Suzanne because uh, my mom and dad with three old, like my youngest sister was 10 when I was born. So 17, 14, 10, and then surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they named a name, Oh, I know someone like that. She's a horrible person or all this. And so mom's like, that's it. If it's a boy, it's after your father. If it's a mother, a girl, it's after me done. And it's like, that's how I was named. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to put a little bit more thought into this. And I don't mind what other people think because it's for our family. Absolutely. And they can do what they will with it later. I mean, they can. Well, they both have very common middle names. My kids both have unusual first names. The only thing that they get disappointed about is trying to find like a pen with their name on it. Or, oh, you know, I know. I'm like, that's why we just order it online. And my daughter's about to turn 10 and I've ordered her um, a personalized necklace in the Disney font with her name. And um, she'll love that because you can't just get that at any store. No, and you can't find my kids are very hard to find. Maybe my, my youngest uh, you can find, but it's very difficult to, uh, <laughs> and speaking of, like we said, chaos and cookies, um, <laughs> um during this. I love it. And so we are, let the roll call go upstairs. I don't know, but I'm live. Go. And there it is right there for appearance on the, on the podcast. Um, well, speaking of him, so we can usually find his name on things. Can you close it? Thank you. And so, um, chaos and cookies, man, just always going. Uh, but I, you asked an icebreaker question. I want to ask you mine, which is, um, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Oh, my favorite cookie memory. It's so here in Australia, we have a cooking device called a Thermomix. I don't know if you guys have it in the US. So some of my friends jokingly call it an overpriced blender, but basically it does all sorts of things. And I finally talked my husband into letting us have one and we bought it and we had the recipe book and we're flipping through it. We came across this one called world's best cookie. And here we are buying this really expensive thing that can saute and cook and whatever. The first thing we decide to make is cookies, but yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> and it was no joke. It was. So like the batch, I think made 60 and we're like, oh, that'll last forever. It did not people. It did not. So whenever people come over to our house, that's what we make the world's oh. best cookie. And I always love it when people are like, oh, I don't eat cookies or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I never coerce. Like I used to be a weight loss coach, but I'm like, if you want to, you just try one or take some home. And yeah, everyone who doesn't eat cookies, unless they're gluten intolerant or something, they love the world's best cookie. I don't know what it is about it, but it doesn't look like anything fancy when you look at the ingredients but it's so good. So we don't make them very often because when we do, we just eat them all. Interesting. Okay. I've never heard that one. That's a new one. Um, is it like, a, I mean, we have an Instapot that sautés and does a bunch of stuff. I don't know if you can make cookies in an Instapot though. 
Do you have? Um, well, any you have packets? to put you have to put them in the oven for the cooking part of it. But you could, I suppose. Oh, have, okay. Because it's got a steaming thing on top, so you can steam like pork buns and that sort of stuff. But you oh. can make like a three course meal. So in the bottom, you can make the soup while you're steaming the chicken, and then you have the vegetables. So it's it's fascinating. It I does everything. One. It slices, it dices, it makes mayonnaise, it makes yogurt. Like our thing paid for itself on yogurt alone because my kids eat heaps of it. So yeah, um, you make your own yogurt. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so you just take some from your last batch as a starter and then you put it on and it goes for eight hours. The only thing for anyone listening who's like, oh, I'm going to go run a phone mix. I'm not affiliated by anyway, but um, we, it, it, it's got a very loud ding, ding, ding when it's finished. And the very first time we put it on, we didn't think. So it's like 8 p.m. at night. We'll put the yogurt on and be ready in the morning, eight yeah. hours later, which is like the middle of the night. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you scare the crap out of you. So it's so it's like you've got to time it properly because obviously you can't cook anything else while the yogurt's making it. So you can't do it during the day. But um yeah, no, it's an I would say very overpriced yogurt maker. But when you look at the price of yogurt, I think it costs us a dollar to make a liter. So we as I said, it's paid for itself on yogurt alone. Oh my gosh, we go through so many animals here and so much yogurt, and then they open it and then forget it. I'm like, seriously. And so uh, Thermomix is what you called it? Yes, yes. Right, it's a I German it um, company, but I don't think they've made it to America. It's one of those MLM things. But um, it's an interesting concept for an MLM because once you've bought one, you don't need another one. So anyway, each to their own. Right, but, I um, know. Totally How do you make more it. money? <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they might need to look at some of their, uh, their add-ons or growth. Oh, well, they do have, you can buy recipe chips and stuff and do it all electronically, but I just look it up on Google. I don't need any of that fancy stuff. So, you know, I'm not the best add-on customer in that way. Yeah, I know. That's okay. We'll have to look up because I was going to say, I don't know what kind of plugs you have over there. I know if you have European adapters or you have the. Um, we, we have something else. So I recently, have you seen an ember? The mug oh, that keeps your drink hot. Oh, it's just out of reach. I'd grab it. So it was funny. My coach had one. She's from the US. And I was like, oh my God, I so need that. I'm a gadgets person. I finally decided. But when it arrived, the plug point, I was like, oh no. Like anyway, in the box was different adapters for wherever you are in the world. So I was like, this is the fanciest thing ever. So you just had to slide off the one and then put on the other one and it fits. It was all good. But um, yeah, it had a whole different, like three or four different points within the bottom of the box for where you are. Oh, good. I know. I don't know what that thing is. I like gadgets, like a good gadget. I have a a really great water bottle that has a phone charger on the bottom and you unscrew it. And it's one of those that you just place on top. Oh, that is cool. And it it, is basically a mug and you can control it from your phone and it has a battery in it. So it keeps your drink at that temperature. And for me, I make a cup of tea and then the kids ask for something and I run off and I'm always cold. So now it keeps it hot for two hours. Ooh, all right. Again, we're going to have to get some links on the Like she's not affiliated <laughs> with any of these, but hey, why I'm not? I'm not affiliated with any of these things. But this, this episode is going to be the best yeah. gadget. I got the water <laughs> bottle with the with the charger. Phone charger. I know. I have to look for that now. And it's big and it, it holds for a while. It's just one that you place your phone on. You don't have to plug it in or anything. I got AT&T when I was like getting a new phone. I was that like, was so cool. Like, it was, it's awesome. And so I love that little gadget. It's pretty neat. Um, so, and then my kids will run off with it. So it's oh, hundred percent. Well, the, my mug, you can change the lights on the display. So they're always getting the app on my phone. And if my son's had it, it's red. And if my daughter's had it, it's pink and I like it to be purple. So, you know, it's the little things. 
I know you can always tell which one. Well, I just had, like I said, a security system and there's a remote that came with it. And I looked at the guy, I'm like, give that to me right now. <laughs> it will never, right now. <laughs> it will not never surface again because someone will take it. Someone will hoard it. Someone will think it's like, you know, those Bluetooth clickers that you have yes. for, I have probably 10 of them and I don't have any of them because they run off and they pretend it's the clicker from Jurassic world when they're training. Oh, the yes. And I hear the clicking and I'm like, good thing it's not linked to my phone because there's probably massive amounts of pictures, which is probably why I have random ones once in a while. I'm like, why did, like, where was this? And I was like, oh, they probably have my Bluetooth clicker, probably had my phone somewhere. And that's like, we were decluttering not that long ago. And my son decided to get rid of his remote control car, just the car. He kept the remote. I'm like, why? (laughs) Because I'm going to be like driving it around someone else's place who picked it up from Goodwill. And I was like, goodness I didn't realize you didn't donate the whole thing but anyway oh I know in that the, like I I will obviously I will always find the controls and not the cars yes. the car I'm like why would you keep this where's the actual car and they're like it's at home like why would you carry it around it's like I don't know makes zero <laughs> sense to me so kids are crazy so we try to like so we're here to talk boundaries and so it's like how do you create boundaries without making it more difficult. So like, don't bring that into my car. They do it anyway. And you're like, just trying out the door. So then it kind of just falls by the wayside. Well, it depends on the consequences. So whenever you go to set boundaries with children, I think the reason so many people fall short is they never follow through. Like if you say, if you don't do this, there's no TV for a week or internet or I'm going to, you know, whatever. And then you don't. Not relatable. realistic or it's not realistic or it's like I remember so I'm very good with boundaries hence I teach what but I teach what I most need to know but I remember there was one time my husband was like if you don't do this then we're going to throw away these shoes like my daughter's brand new shoes and I said to him later like I didn't correct him in front of her I'm like yeah that was a mistake for, for many reasons and here's one it's like then we have to buy her some more. like she needs shoes and then the other thing too is like, do they even care about that? So like my daughter is all about tech, six ways to Sunday. She is, you know, so for her, like changing the Wi-Fi password or actually taking away the charger so she can see it losing life and know that she cannot <laughs> give it battery back. Um, <laughs> but for my son, he couldn't care less. Like he has a device, but he, so it's his coloring pencils. If you take, a, you know, so it needs to be, it needs to be a consequence that for them, like when I was a kid, my parents sent me to my room. I loved that. I'm an introvert. I have all my books there. I didn't mind. It was the greatest punishment ever. Ask me to like go and socialize or, you know, go to speak Wrong. to people or something. That would have been more of, a, more of a drawback. But it's like finding the thing that to them is a consequence. I don't like the term punishment, but is a consequence that is going to have them guessing, like, do I really want to do this? And a, a set period of time. So you don't just go for a week or something because little kids, a week is so long for them. Or like, we're not going to go on holidays next month. The concept of time, like something with immediacy and then, yeah, making sure you have the follow through. So for us, follow through that, um, you can't follow through the fact that you're not going to be taxed for a week because that's punishment for parents. Exactly. (laughs) So for us, some of the boundaries that really started, like things in the car that you're mentioning. So going out to eat. They're, my children are a little bit older now, but it used to be, I'd be like, let's just set a hundred dollars on fire under the table. It'd be more fun. <laughs> we'll cut <laughs> out the middleman than going out to a restaurant. 
So, you know, as I said, I wasn't always a boundaries coach. I had to learn it. So I remember when I'd reached the end of my tether, we were going out and I said to them, if there's anything, like we're going straight home. And we get to the place and they were really, really golden. And then as soon as we ordered, it started. So I'm like, that's it. We're going home. And they're like, what do you mean? Food hasn't come yet. And I'm like, that's okay. But you've paid for it. And I'm like, yeah. So I had to miss out too. (laughs) I had to miss out too. I had to pay for a full meal that we didn't eat. And um, they've never done it again. Not ever. Because they know that, yeah, we will just go home. So it's picking a consequence and that's immediate. Like that was the meal. And I'm not saying we starved them, but they had like toast for dinner, nothing, nothing fancy. And then not that long ago, like within the last week, it was pizza night where we order in pizza and they were not behaving very well. And I was like, this is your one warning. If this happens again, we won't have pizza. And it did. And they're like, but it's pizza night. And anyway, my husband and I aren't really particularly fond of pizza, but it's something that everybody will like. So him and I still had takeaway. We got Thai food and the children had toast. Like I didn't starve them, but it was like, this is a family thing that we're all looking forward to. I'm not missing out because you didn't follow through. They don't particularly like Thai food, so they weren't tempted and they still ate. But this week, because it's Friday as we're recording this pizza night again, bet you anything today will be a different story than last week. I bet. I bet. I've been starting to, now that I'm in my house and settled, I've been trying to cook more and get rid of the, I mean, it was Chick-fil-A every single night because it was just easy and I didn't want to move with a lot of groceries and all that. Right. You have stuff everywhere and you're tired. And so um, I started cooking and my new rule is whatever's for dinner is for, for dinner. And if you don't like it, you can go make yourself a peanut butter sandwich. So it's this or peanut butter sandwich, not chicken nuggets or this or that it's, and you're going to go make it. I love how you said, and you're going to make it. So yeah. we have that too. Like my son is a lot of food. He's a texture sensitive to textures and stuff. We're working on it. He's been working with um, some therapists and stuff. And it's come a long way, but back when he was a lot more sensitive, it was like, well, you can have this or toast, which I'd make for him, but he's older now. So he can make his is own toast. Right? The same as here in the U S is like just bread, bread, you know, toasted bread yeah so yeah. you can put peanut butter or jam yeah. or vegemite or whatever on there but it's kind of like it's this or this not this or nothing or go ahead and starve or like my parents uh, they used to make me eat it and if I didn't eat it then it would sit there all night I don't know how I never got food poisoning I have to eat it the next morning for breakfast like I actually like, you have done that like that's what I said I, I would say if you're not eating this this is for breakfast I did that a couple of times and it didn't really I was too afraid that we get sick so I actually stopped <laughs> Well, I did it once, but I put it in the fridge and I warmed it up the next day. Yeah. But my parents were like, no, you just eat. I remember eating peas that are hard and going cold and disgusting overnight. And I'm like, how I never got sick? I don't know. But um, but yeah, no, my parents used to do that. Yeah, no, I, I I did that for a while and then I just couldn't carry through. And so now it's, so now my oldest, who's the pickiest eater in the world, um, he's like, he just goes straight to the pantry when he sees that something I'm, I'm making that he doesn't want. And he starts making, I'm like, no. Like, I get that that's the option, but you have to try at it. At least try it. And sometimes they can be surprised. It's it's funny. Like, sometimes they'll look at it and be like, oh, and they'll taste it. It's just really good. I'm like, exactly. And I remember one time they wouldn't have anything except tomato sauce. I think you guys call it ketchup. And um, I was cooking something and I don't know what it, I told them it was. It was, it was Greek yogurt. And I think I told them it was white sauce or something. I don't know. It was just a different color. You know, they're little, you can kind of get away with stuff. And later I'm like, well, that's actually sour cream. And they were all horrified. And I was like, well, if I told you what it was, you wouldn't have touched it, but you loved it. And they're like, oh, 
because yeah when you can only season anything with tomato sauce you, your range is very limited yeah oh yeah I did that with onions it was they were like sweeter onions and they were purple and I said they tasted like candy because they were sweet and he yeah, ate they it. are a bit they are and they were and then he ate it and he goes it's like what were they I'm like they're onions and he's like oh. like did you like them he's like well yeah I said well exactly I if I told you what they were then you wouldn't have eaten it so, and yesterday I made chicken in the Instapot and I shredded it up and there were a couple of chunks still left in there. Cause I just made a whole batch. And he was like, I love that chicken. And I was using the seasoning. I was like, great. My oldest. And I'm like, perfect. He's going to finally eat something that's not bread, <laughs> you know? And so I shredded it up cause it was just the way it came. And he goes, well, I'm not eating it that way. I'm like, what's the difference? It, it's the same exact food. It's just shredded. No, I don't want it that way. I don't like it that way. I'm like, it doesn't taste any. So there was a little chunk. So I gave him a chunk and I was like, here. And he's like, I'm not eating it. I'm like, you just complained that it was shredded. Well, here's the, it, I ignored him so long. And he finally was like, fine, I'll eat it. And he ate it. It was fine. But it, it wasn't a texture thing. It was just like a form. I'm like, you're yeah. just being stubborn because you don't want to eat well, it's it. Like, it's like when they fight about the color of the cup. It's like, so it tastes exactly the same. The contents are exactly the same, but I wanted the red cup and he has it or whatever. And I'm like, I eliminated that. Seriously. I was like, I'm not doing color cups anymore. They're all uh, like stainless steel. Is it? Mm. I won't do it anymore because I was doing the same thing with the, with the colors. And I'm like, and then I designate colors. I'm like, you are red, you are this, you are that. So everyone's the same color on the calendar. Everyone's got the same color cup. Like that's your color. And then if we're out of cups and I grabbed the wrong color and it was, it was a thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm not doing colors anymore. That's it because it doesn't taste any differently, different at all. Exactly. Yes. Cause it's, and boundaries are good where it's like, just grab and go, but then you have to have to eliminate it on our end. Like if you can see and live without it, then just eliminate the problem or minimize or, you know, choices like, um, I'm dating someone that has one kid. And he's grown, like he's going to be, um, he's graduating high school. I have three little ones and he made the mistake that like one of the very first times you ever met him was like, what does everyone want to do? And I looked at him like, and he's like, what? And I was like, and they just started spitting. He goes, I'm like, that is a mistake. You give them two choices because if you give them all like open, they're all three going to have three very different things. And then you're going to disappoint two. And he's like, Oh, I'm like, I'm going to let you learn this hard way real quick. And then we're going to, now he will like, do you want this or you want to go do this? And I'm like, he's learned. Cause he's like, yeah, I'll never make that mistake again because you just have to give two. Exactly. Options. Well, it's yeah. like with chores. I don't know what your, your three are like with chores, but ours, we used to have a plan. You do it one time, you do it the next time. But then they always fought about who did it the time before. And I was like, I'm not, remembering this so then I wrote on the calendar we had a day about this is your day and that's your day and then even that so now they have week about and it's literally written on the calendar and that's their entire week to do the chores and then the other one does the other week and that's been working so well um except one day in a fit of rage one of them went and crossed the calendar and then wrote because we do it with initials and I saw mine and my husband's initials on there and I was like who did this and they thought they were in so much trouble and they both pointed at each other and I was actually I thought it was amusing and I was like, <laughs> you know, and then I was like, this is great. Never do this again. But, you know, you do get points for 
I mean, good try. I mean, that's effort. So uh, chores are tricky here because it's easier for me to reset because I've moved homes. So I was very much like new house, new rules. This is like kind of let things fly at the other house because we were living in just out of boxes and it was just kind of chaotic and lots of unknowns. Right. And so we get to the new house. We're now all set. And so it's like new house, new rules, food in the kitchen done. That's an easy rule. Um, sleep in your own beds. You're not sleeping with each other except for weekday, like weekends or storms. But for the most part, they, they're, they're dealing with it. So it's, what's crazy is our morning schedule and routine has not changed, but for some reason in this new house, they just cannot get it going. They've now started crawling into bed with me in the morning. And I'm like, why is this happening? Now it takes a longer to get dressed. And all of a sudden you don't make your own breakfast. Like either sitting there, like we haven't, we're hungry. I'm like the cereal, like it's all there. The same stuff is here. It's just different counter. Like that's it. And the pantry's closer because it's a smaller house. So I don't understand the, the issue and the disconnect here. So with chores, I've now made them start unloading the dishwasher because now they know where everything goes because it's a new house. They can, it's a smaller house so that everything's more compact, you know, full, you know, go put your laundry into da, da, da. So I've implemented more tools and more roles here, which has helped with the reset. Um, so we don't have set ones yet. I think when I was a kid, we, Errol and I started, my sister and I started a chore chart and we had uh, weeks and we did stickers and then we earned, I think we earned money for a little while and it stopped. Do you pay your kids? Um, recently we have, so we weren't when we were doing just the week about, and this is the, um, the basic chores we weren't, but then my son one day while I was on a call, he decided to clean the house, like as a surprise for me. And he did such a great job. And I think I had said to my husband the night before I was thinking of hiring a cleaner. And anyway, I looked around and I was like, you've done such a good job. Like, you know, would you do this again? And he's like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was weird. He said he enjoyed it. It was the most bizarre thing. Heather, I was I like, I'm not questioning this. The clean. They love to clean. And um, yeah, so basically I said, if you do this each week and then these are the list of things, then I will pay you. But if they're not done, then I won't. So it's interesting. They get paid on Monday and I don't say anything. And then on Saturday afternoon, I'll just mention just quite you know, lightly, if the chores aren't done, you don't get paid. Like if I don't turn up for work, people don't pay me. So that learning the consequence and the reason it all came about is they started playing the Sims game. Do you know that one? Oh yeah. Is that still a so, thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. So anyway, my son, my daughter's older and she can read really, really well. My son's younger and some things have come harder to him. He's on the spectrum and he has a lot of support, but anyway, just tough. playing the game and he says out loud, he's like, someone's coming and stealing my stuff. And I was like, Oh, Okay. I was doing something. I said to Jeremy, can you show him how to install a security system? He's like, yep, okay. So he installs a security system and he's all good. 10 minutes later, they're stealing my stuff again. And Jeremy, my husband, is like, I'll go and check it out. And then he burst out laughing, which had my attention because my husband very rarely ever laughs. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, it's the repo man coming to like repossess the stuff because he hasn't paid his bills. (laughs) And then we're explaining to him, you know, that you have to pay bills. He's like, I have to pay bills. And I was like, yeah, it's like utilities, gas, like, you know, being an adult is so hard. Yeah. That's the craziest thing is them, their concept of money. 
Like they lose something. Mom, just buy me a new one. I'm like, that doesn't, that's not how it works. I just bought us a house. Exactly. So it was teaching him that there's consequences. And it's the same thing. If you have chores that are expected for them to be done and they are not done, I'm not paying them. And then the other thing too, now, because they have their chore money, if there's things that they want beyond, you know, clothes, things for school basics, we either, it's like, sure, you can buy that, but it comes from your money. Or we discuss how much I'll put towards it, but it's not like, yeah, sure. Mum will just buy all this stuff. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard. Their concept of money and things like they're like, oh, can I, can I buy lunch today? Cause I was letting them buy lunch at school. Cause I was just like, so just so tired from work and then getting the house ready and school. And I've been solo parent for the past month. So it's like, I'm not making lunches now I'm done for the day. Like making lunches and doing laundry is like my two things. I just cannot stand. And I used to have a nanny that would come and help and so I have a couple, a girl that comes a couple of days a week. So it's great. Cause I'm like, she knows to pack the lunches. She knows to like throw the hand, like laundry in or whatever, but I'm like, we're not buying lunches anymore. I'm we're groceried up. We're doing a thing, pack your own darn lunch. If you don't like what I'm packing you, you know, like starting to make, they're old enough to be able to do themselves, but they're just like, can I just order lunch? I'm like, no, it costs money. And I just cleared out the account. So we're done. You had three weeks left to school and no, like, yeah, we have, so they're allowed to order our schools go here on a term basis. They have four terms a year. I think you guys have semesters. So they're allowed to order lunch once a term like that. I will pay for, oh. for them. And then beyond that, it's up to them. And it's so funny when they say, oh, such and such in my class gets lunch every week. And I'm like, well, that's nice for them. Isn't it? If you want more lunch, you can use your money. Oh no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, well, then right. it's the once a term. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So they're a private school. So everything is like, if you don't, like they make to order because it's a small school. I, they're in for a rude awakening when they go back to public next year. And it's, this is the menu. It's not, you don't get a choice of a hamburger, a hot dog, baked potato, or a ham and cheese sandwich or something extravagant, or they have a Yeah, no, they get to choose list. Um, at the school, they have a canteen that you can order it from the, you know, the night before, but yeah, I let them do it once a term. And it's funny, there was one year my daughter was like, she ordered all this food. And I was like, I think that's a bit too much. And she's like, I only get to do it once a term. And I was like, I think that'll be too much for you. And she goes, no, no, I'll be fine. And anyway, I let her do it. School rings me just after lunch. Miss Colberg, you need to come pick up Xanthi. And Xanthi's like, I'm so embarrassed. I was sick in front of everybody. And I was like, that's why you don't eat so much food. And from now on, when she goes to order, she's like, no, okay, I'll just have <laughs> these things. So I think sometimes knowing when to learn let them learn the consequence of something. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to watch them do that, but at the same time, it's, it's the only way they're going to learn. So, um, and no one remembers now it's funny. She remembers, but nobody remembers it's years later. And she's like, you know, but whenever lunch order time comes and she, she goes to she's like, Oh no, no, I won't have this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good lesson. It keeps them, it reminds them. It's a hard lesson. Cause you're like, cause you just kind of want to, but your kids are the same age as mine. And so it's, it's challenging, but they're finally starting. It, it's nice when it starts to click for them because it doesn't make our jobs as hard to explain it and they get it. And so they, so like my oldest, he, he's now understanding if he does things without me asking him to do it, he'll just go and do it now, which is great. It's going to be 10 in uh, November. He knows that I am more 
likely to give him an extra 10 minutes at nighttime. Or if he asks me for something that he knows I would pr- pr- probably say no and he does it, I'll probably say yes. So he's learning that like, well, I did it all by myself. I'm like, I'm impressed. So it they start to catch on. Yeah. No, my kids are, are, are really good now. It's funny, like when I'm working back to, you know, boundaries, the, I have the simplest thing outside my office door. It's a A4 piece of paper and it has yes on one side and no on the other. So if the door's closed and it says no, that they can't come in here bar true emergency. And I think where a lot of us, when we start to set boundaries, we have in our mind what emergency is, but if we haven't clearly discussed it. So the very first time I set this system up, I remember explaining to them, I was like, you can't come in unless it's really important. And they're like, yeah, okay, really important. Right. So sitting there doing my work on a call, they come in or my daughter comes in. I'm like, is it important? And for me, important meant like blood. Somebody's you're dying. You. What I say? <laughs> like, or dying? Guess what? I can fit 27 blueberries in my mouth. And I'm like, we've got a very different definition of what important is. And the person I was on the call with laughed and I laughed. And then it was just a matter. And I think for anyone setting boundaries, whether it be children, relationships or whatever, it's learning to discuss what you actually mean by it. So another example of boundaries is, you know, with my partner, I used to weigh twice what I do now. And um, he's seen me on many, many a weight loss journey. And I remember the one that actually lasted. I said to him, I want you to support me, which to me made total sense. He's like, yep, okay, I've got it. I've got to support you. And we're in the supermarket and I see Tim Tams. Do you know what they are? Yes, I've heard of Tim Tams, yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. They're, yeah. they're a biscuit or you guys would call it, call it a cookie. Okay, but yeah, the Tim Tams, I pick it up. I'm about to put it into my trolley. And he kind of, he doesn't hurt me, but he like slaps it out of my hand. Like, you don't need that. And I was like, excuse me. And he's like, you don't need that. So I'm like, no one tells me what to do. So I pick <laughs> it, pack it back up and I eat every single one. And then like, I'm crying and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I wanted you to support me. He's like, I did. I tried to take the biscuits off you. And I was like, see, this is where we had a failure to communicate. To me, supporting would have been like giving me a hug, reminding me why I was doing this, telling me I'm doing a good job, that kind of thing. Telling me I can't have it, not supportive. So whenever you set boundaries with someone, like, you know, don't interrupt me unless it's important. I want you to support me or something. When it doesn't work instantly, instead of going into that spiral of nothing works and nobody cares and nobody listens, having the conversation of like what you actually mean. So as you said, like now it's like, is there blood? (laughs) Do I need to call an ambulance? Is there blood? No, well, then it can wait. And then if the sign is on yes, they can come in. So if I'm sending emails, responding, doing behind the scenes stuff, they can come in for a cuddle or, you know, to ask a small question or whatever. And then when I'm not working, then I don't have my phone or device or anything on me because, you know, when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. And when I'm working, I'm working. And the two, I'm going to say they never meet, but not not often. Um, So sometimes it's interesting, especially in the world of social media, where people are used to instant responses or instant things. If I finish work on you know Friday and I don't come back to work till Tuesday, I it's not even left on read. I don't answer it. And sometimes people are like, oh, because we expect instant. And I was like, no, this is my my family time. I don't respond. Yeah. And we're implementing like no, no phones or um we have no screens now during the week because it was just becoming they were getting too stimulated with going back and forth between the two homes. And I don't use screens. 
they actually, I think my kids were the only ones without iPads. Like they have Alexas in their rooms, but I think I forgot to pay Alexa video or whatever. So now they don't have it anymore. So they, it's just <laughs> a, a really fancy alarm clock at this point. And I can yell at them about it, you know? And so I can yell at them through it. And so they don't, I mean, we have iPads, but they have not been charged in forever. I have a TV now in my, in my car that it came with, and it's very handy. I have to bust out the DVDs, but like th- that's been helping a lot with, and then they try to grab my phone and I have to like reset boundaries. Like this is my house, not your dad's house. You don't just take my phone. It's my phone, like the different rules and trying to establish those things. Um, but I've tried the sign thing. My son will just rip it off and walk in. I'm like, got it. So I've tried the light thing where like, don't come out of your room until the light screen when they were younger, they just, my daughter just put it in her closet. So she didn't have to look at it. And she's like, well, it's in my closet and see it. I'm like, okay. So we, so I might try the sign thing again. Like I just said, like, I need everyone to be quiet. I'm going to be doing what two minutes in my, my son's like, mom, where's it? I'm like, okay. So, or if I have my headset on for, for calls for my, for my job, he'll just take the phone right off of my ear. I'm like, I am in the conversation. Like, what are you doing? So we're working towards those rules, but I always say, are you bleeding or are you dying or someone bleeding or someone dying? No. So why are you in my office? Uh, I'm like, yeah, remember that's, that's, that's the crisis mode. Now, if you know, bleeding or dying is basically, yeah, it takes time and you know sometimes they will as you said put it in the cupboard rip it up it was interesting like we we do have devices and um uh when I set up like Disney and Netflix I gave them the kids account and I didn't pay a whole lot of attention and then one time I can't remember what I was looking for and you can see the names across the screen of each family member and I looked at my daughter Xanthias I was like why does yours not say kid you know, so she'd gone in behind the scenes, reprogrammed it, given herself, uh, you know, taken it off. And then, and then she's like busted. And she's like, what I used to do is when I finished, go back and make it a kid's account again. So you didn't know, but I forgot. And I was like, well, thank you for being honest. But um, it's amazing. And the same with Disney. It was, I was trying to watch something. And I couldn't find it because uh, Disney will lock to PG, but she'd gone oh. in and updated hers. And I was like, how do you know that? I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I, right. I mean, it, they are born with a chip. They know how to do everything. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, they're swiping and I'm just like, okay. I mean, I'm not against devices by any means. I just, we've, I mean, I have TVs. They, they, they can stream on the, on the TV. I actually started hiding the remote when I was like, no, no TV during the week. Mm. And one was listening. So they're like, where's the remote? I'm like, gone. <laughs> you get back yeah. on Saturday, Friday afternoon. It's funny you mentioned DVDs before because for whatever reason, my son decided he wanted to make a time capsule last week. So we did. We all had to con- contribute something. So I dug out one of my DVDs and he's like, what's this? It's <laughs> so funny because he's never, you know, and, and I, you know, it was like, I was like, wow, DVDs when I was a teenager were like the coolest thing. And now it's like already um, oblivious. What's this? <laughs> or like the Discman. Like we used to walk around with like the Discman. Yes. And the iPad, iPod came out and then the iTouch. We thought that was cool. And now it's like, part I of remember songs. listening to the radio and then having to hope the presenter would stop talking so you could hit record and record it onto your tape. That, yeah. I'm that kind of old. And, um, and then you don't tape kids, over it. Someone tapes yes. over it where you like your favorite. Yeah. Your favorite song comes on. You have to record it on the cassette. Yes. Yeah. So I it's like, it's come such a long way. For sure. 
Well, where can we find you and more about like how you help um, and, and why weight is your program? Where can we find you? Where can your listeners like go? We'll have all the show notes, obviously, with the links. The so best place to find me is my website. So it's suzannekohlberg.com, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-C-U-L-B-E-R-G. It has a whole bunch of free resources. It has my podcast. I've written a book. Um, I do about once a month, uh, like a free coaching that people can come along to. Um, if you come and look at it and you're like, oh, it's the middle of the night for me because I'm in Australia, keep your eye on it because I tend to do one month an American-friendly time zone, one month a UK-friendly time zone, and then um, Australia can slot in there. And um, yeah, I send a weekly newsletter, which is usually some kind of update about my kids. Yesterday, it was about their cross-country, so like the school running race. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I send me a respond to email. I am email all the way. Don't do DMs. Don't reply to them. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but emails I love emails. <laughs> Perfect. Well, um, definitely go. And I encourage the listeners to go check you out. We could talk all day. I great. And, um, I just, I, I really, and your accent, I could just listen to you all day, but we have so much in common and I feel like a lot of the listeners will resonate with what you're saying and a lot of things that we've been talking about. And so I really encourage them to come and check you out in your program and boundaries are so important and all aspects and all people. So, um, anything that you can teach us and help us, I hundred percent encourage. And thank you so much for being here and sharing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And listeners, everything is in the show notes, all the links go check out her podcast. Um, if you, if we ever do air this online, like it, um, this background is everything. And, uh, I really do encourage you guys to go check her out and, uh, please rate and review and, uh, let me know what you guys think about it and catch you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.